You're listening to SAS Nordic, the sassiest podcast in the Nordics. Hi, I'm Daniel. And I'm Thomas. And we are experienced SaaS professionals that are curious about how other successful SaaS companies go to market, scale, build winning teams and great products. Join us on our journey as we speak to Nordic SaaS leaders trying to get hold of their secret sauce. And today's guest is Anna Blutkarling, the CEO and founder at Seabrain. The growth pace in society today is so super high and still people are saying that it will never be as slow again as it is right now. So it's important to see ourselves as evolvable, like being able to grow and the the growth mindset that you get from coaching uh, is like seeing the brain as a muscle that can be trained. I mean, you can train your talents, you can train your drives. Hi, Daniel. Nice to be back doing another episode of the SAS Nordic Podcast. Well, I talk to you every day, so... Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Are you, are you getting tired of me? Is that what you're saying? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I, I enjoy the, the full Dan and Thomas experience, so... Um, every, every day, all day, for at least 15 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one thing that is exciting with what we do is that we get to meet a lot of interesting people and learn a lot. Yes. And that is what we're going to do today. We're going to learn about coaching. Yes, indeed. And uh, I think you will see that we have a, a lot to learn. Uh, Besides that, just to give you a heads up on what's going on here at SAS Nordic, uh, some things, of course, uh, we are working at SASIS 2023, the big conference for next year. Uh, you can head over to sasis2023.com and check it out. And also, we are taking in applications for the CEO network and the executive network. So if you're interested in being in peer groups uh, to learn from each other, then you should go into the SAS Nordic website, that's sasnordic.com, and check out the different community groups. Yeah. Anything else, Daniel, before we go into the interview? No, I think that's pretty much it. And, and uh, keep the feedback coming. We really appreciate how you guys are, are suggesting topics we should address, people we should have on the show. And that also goes for, obviously, SASIS 2023. We're still working, or in the, call it, infant stages of setting the agenda together. So the more advice and tips you have on speakers, uh, the better it is for all of us. So. We appreciate that you guys are with us and, and helping us create the right content for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I hope you're ready. Now we're going to talk and learn about coaching. Today, we are very happy to have Anna Blut-Karling, the CEO and founder at Seabrain here as a guest in the SAS Nordic podcast. Welcome, Anna. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. It's great to have you here, Anna. And uh, I am uh, excited and a little bit nervous at the same time, considering what we're going to talk about here. You're scared. <laughs> I'm a little bit scared. We're going to talk a little bit about coaching. So let, let's see where this takes us and, and where we will end up. But um, for the people that might not know Anna, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who, who are you and what is ZBrain all about? Yeah, so uh, I'm, uh, um, I'm the founder and CEO and also actually the chief product officer, as it seems, you know, living the startup life. Right. And Seabrain uh, is uh, a SaaS company, a platform, the Nordic country's first platform for people development based on coaching. Uh, as you know, coaching is, is uh, huge in uh, the States and also growing very, very fast in mid-Europe, but we're first in, in Nordic countries. And Seabrain is my, my fourth company, my second SaaS company. Um, 
So I've been working or having a life as an entrepreneur for about 16, 17 years now. Uh, my previous company is a company called Hubster, uh, focusing on co-worker-driven change. Uh, it's now listed on, on Spotlight, which is really excited and exciting. And before that, uh, I worked as a worked a lot with corporate cultures, corporate branding, helping organizations to 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 find their core values, the vision, mission, position, and how to actually live that and not just talk about it. So that's a short thing about my background. I am not a coach myself, so you don't have to be afraid of that. <laughs> so, but do you have a coach? I have a coach. I've had coach since uh, like the last 15 years. Uh, and I'm a very, very good coach buyer. So okay. <laughs> I've been using a lot of coaches in my life. So tell us a little bit uh, for the ones that, um, like myself, that maybe haven't been exposed to coaches in this way. Like when you talk about coaching, what does that mean? Like how would you define coaching? Yeah. So, so coaching, it's, I can start with uh, what you said in the introduction there, Daniel. It's, it's not a therapist <laughs> and it's not an advisor, not a consultant. Uh, a professional coach will not tell you exactly what to do, uh, but they are specialized in your development process. So they are really, really skilled at asking the exactly right questions, hearing what you are saying what, when you're not saying it. And, actually pushing, nudging, uh, challenging you to move forward, to put yourself in the driver's seat and to uh, always sort of grow, to set up goals, to achieve those goals that are relevant to you. So um, it's a catalyst for change, I would say, a professional coach. Right. All right. And now you have set out to digitalize this in, in many cases, very analog exercise. Uh, so... How is that process? What 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 is the challenge in uh, transforming this to a, a digital service or, or a SaaS solution? Yeah, uh, uh, of course. Uh, when you take something from analog to digital, it's a, a lot of challenges. Uh, but uh, so it's it it hasn't only been about digitalizing an analog model, but also about heavily broadening a target group because. Coaching has mainly before been available for C-levels, for, for high executive, high leaders. And they've had coaching, and for them, it's a completely normal thing to have. It's a very common thing to have a coach because the ROI is so high. It's about 700%. But it hasn't been available, it hasn't been possible to give it to the many before because you haven't had the technology. So, uh, so just those two things, digitalizing and broadening the target group, and also... One challenge has been in the mythology, based on the mythology, to actually translate uh, coaching, translate the research-based mythology that coaching is, and uh, changing psychology into something that you can actually digitalize. Because it's not just, you know, ones and zeros, it's a lot about emotions and the brain and, and things like that. So it's not just, it's not that easy to, to digitalize. So... That's been something we've been working really hard with and working really hard together with psychologists and, of course, very, very skilled coaches uh, to do this. And uh, it's gone very, very well so far, but we are still, of course, and will continue to to work with this. And also, like, the challenge to still make it user-friendly while having things quite complicated in the background to to make sure that the, the platform and the coaches are, are doing it right. So before we go into 
more the benefits and maybe the challenges of that. I actually have a fun story. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> 15 years ago, I approached my uh, my manager mm-hmm. and said that I would like uh, to have a coach because, because I looked into it a little bit. Can you guess the outcome of that conversation or what it led to? Were you a manager yourself? or were you No, I wasn't. So I was actually a sales person at that point in time. Well, probably you didn't get one. No, but my manager got one <laughs> because he, thinks, he thought it was a great idea, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I didn't get one. <laughs> he could understand himself better and then he could sort of take care of you better. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that was the case, but he, he got a coach anyway. <laughs> He got a coach. We're like, we need more coaching here in the workplace, and he's like, I'll have one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but uh, looking at what you do uh, in in Seabrain, mm. so what can you do, maybe better in a digital solution than you would do analog? Is is there any sort of um, benefits of digitizing this besides you know getting it out to um, people like m- myself and and such? Oh, and there's a lot of things, actually. Uh, first uh, thing that comes to mind is like the matching between coach and client uh, is, is, a, is a tricky thing. And it's been done very analogly, if that's a word. Um, so normally it's like, otherwise, for example, uh, the company sort of gets a number like two or five or whatever, but a handful of coaches that comes to the management team and work with them, like your experience that you had there. And it's almost... And uh, often then the the entire groups get the exactly same coaches because those are the ones that are in place. Uh, but even though coaches are really highly trained to meet meet everyone sort of value free, we still have we still have all of us have personas, we have behavioral analysis, behavioral profiles that come into play. So um, what we've done is that we've sort of, uh, we've developed algorithms that match coaching client together in a very, very efficient way. So you don't only match that you, I need a leadership coach or a stress coach, or, but I also get a coach that matches my persona and my behavioral analysis. So that's one thing. So we get a, a very, very high hit rate on the meet between the coach and the client. Like, okay. Yeah, so that's a thing that, that you can do, which is a difference. Also measuring untapped potential is something that you haven't been able to do before. Measuring the effects of coaching is uh, like in real time, it's, it's difficult. Uh, this is also something that we built into the platform. So we measure untapped potential. We measure potential within four areas, research-based, of course, and also our own take on it because we have a lot of experience in the team and also finding like your current state and your desired state and finding the will to change from the individual. So that's also something new. All right. And being able to also to... Uh, to sort of uh, to scale it, as you said, that's sort of the obvious, but it's been quite heavy. I mean, how do you give coaching to the many? How do you sort of get all those coaches out? Can you have like a coach for each one, like matching your persona? It's, it's been very hard yeah. and also super expensive. Yeah, but what are the main challenges in doing such an operation, as you said, it's a quite new area of, of working. So Yeah, but uh, it has a lot to do with, of course, um, building a product that people believe in and are easy to use and things like that, uh, making sure, showing that it actually works, uh, but also educating the market um, because it's educating in the effects of coaching because coaching is also not an, sort of an, an owned 
title or a role like doctor, veterinarian, psychology that's very owned, but coach is a little bit uh, diluted as a word. Mm. Uh, I mean, we have a lot of coaches that are not coaches and so on. So we've had we've chosen to be very, very strict with uh, the level of certification on our coaches that they are trained highly, like working as professional coaches and being very, having a lot of experience in coaching and the highest rates of certification, of course. Is it hard or is it easy to get coaches to work with this? Maybe they want to, you know, meet people in person and and so are are they happy to to work in, in this way? Yeah. Of course, it's not for everyone, I would say, but uh, the that was like one of the, from our investors when we met, sort of pitched the product and, and, and so on. That's one, it's one of the first co- questions that we got, at least at the beginning, like, will there be enough coaches for you to scale? Will it be in, hard for you to get the coaches? And like the, the reality of it is that it's, it's been very attractive, it looks, seems like, from, from coaches, because there are many, of course, that are very forward-leaning, that want to work in this new environment that technology sort of offers, being able to understand their clients faster, seeing their behavioral personas and seeing their potential, what they're working on, where they want to go, because otherwise it's been quite long sessions that you have to be in in order to sort of get a grip mm. of your clients. So this process is, is much faster and more playful, I would say, in, in technology. So, But it's of course, there are some that feel that the, the, the traditional way of working is is best one for me. And, and that's, of course, okay too. Yeah. Right. We, we like it when somebody tries to disrupt a, an old way of distributing and delivering value. And, and you guys are, are just right down our alley. So we appreciate that. Speaking about the coaches, mm-hmm. can anybody be a coach? Like, can I say like, hey, Anna, uh, I think I have some stuff to offer. I'd like to sign up. How does that work? <laughs> no, you mean a coaching ZBrains platform? Yes. Uh, yeah, no, uh, you have to have, uh, there's a lot of lots of types of, of certification. Like the first step is that you get a diploma, uh, which is the first step. And that's about, uh, yeah, I think it's six months education for that and a number of hours to sort of train coaching. We have, all of our coaches are certified. So they have, at least um, like done year-long educations. They've worked as professional coaches. They have at least 200 hours of professional coaching. And they also worked as leaders and managers, expert specialists. Uh, so, so uh, but we are, we are always eager to discuss with people that really love coaching and, for example, want to take their certification and, and like achieve the higher levels of, of coaching because that's, uh, you need want the best ones always. Yeah, so you're not like the Uber of coaches, so I can just go in and sign up and then I can coach a little bit on my spare time? Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, depending on where you're like, if you see a certification as a driver's license. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. maybe. All right, so let's put things uh, by the numbers here a little bit. So uh, tell us a little bit, uh, how big is your operations? And we're looking here, like, you know, the amount of coaches you have, Mm -hmm. what revenue you guys have today, the amount of customers. Let's start with those three yeah uh, so we have about uh, slightly over between 65 and 70 corporate customers uh, offering Zebrain to their uh, co-workers and managers mm-hmm. uh, we have today slightly over 40 coaches in nine different languages and growing by the day I would say yeah and uh, 
at least double of that in, in line. So we're sort of speeding it up as we move along. Uh, we will have an, an ARR of about 1 million euros, uh, like 10 million sec uh, at year end. Mm-hmm. So um, approaching our moot millionen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're growing fast. That, that's really good. And you mentioned that you had coaches covering nine different languages. So what are the main markets that you guys approach in terms of when you try to find new customers? Yeah, we... We are we are still quite young, about twenty months on, on uh, like uh, launched since we launched. Uh, right. So we've done up to this point. We've done basically all of our selling from Sweden. So uh, we we have now clients rolling out with our customers. We have users in six countries, uh, all of the Nordic countries and Sri Lanka actually and uh, Germany. Okay. Uh, depending on like where our, our customers have have their operations, but uh, for year next year we are starting to move more actively out in in more countries and i think we're starting with the nordic countries gotcha and uh how have you guys been financing the operations so far like have you raised funds how much and how does the ownership structure look at this point yeah so we've raised uh about 35 million sec in total and since we started we had like the first up to beta and beta testing was uh, self-funded and then we started to bring on friends and family and uh a number of the the first coaches that we had also invested in the company, so that's really good and really into it. And uh, then we did an A round uh, like this year uh, in January 2022. Uh, so yeah, so uh, about 50% of the company is owned by people working in the company, mm-hmm. and about 50 uh, with investors. Okay. Great. I think uh, with that, we'll, we'll leave the, the initial part and jump into the main topic. And we're going to discuss as people probably at this point, if you've been listening here to the beginning, you know, we're going to talk about coaching and specifically why we've seen a trend in, in our world, the B2B SaaS space, that companies are doubling down on coaching. And I'm going to say something here that probably my former team and employees are going to think like, this guy is completely delusional now. Like. <laughs> Why didn't we get any coaching then? <laughs> no, I, I always, uh, like, uh, I live in the notion that I've been a, a, a pretty decent leader, functional leader. I've always represented revenue teams or sales teams. And I think I've been a pretty good functional leader. And in my mind, I also thought or think that I've been a rather good personal coach. Uh, but my understanding and the trend we see now is that People are splitting a little bit the functional leader. Your sales leader should help you be a better salesperson. But maybe a coach should help you be just a general better person and evolve beyond just your sales function. Is that what's driving this initiative? Yeah, I would say that is a little bit spot on. Uh, I think that... The coaching leadership within an organization is, is always a good idea. And it's become, as you say, very like highly used to understand the coaching side of leadership. But as a leader, you have, I mean, you have the organization perspective, you have your own perspective, and then you have the coaching perspective. So like, there's a three parts that you need to sort of, to fill the entire role of a leader. And uh, so understanding the coaching part, I would say, uh, 
like ask, putting yourself in the co-worker's shoes, like asking more questions, believing in them, helping them to set their goal, achieving their goals, instead of giving instructions, which is quite easy to fall into because you want things to happen and you want things to do the way you want them to do it, but it's not very sustainable. So the combination between a, a strong leader, I would say, and a, the internal coaching leadership and pair that with uh, external coaches, because it's, of course, it's a difference between you don't really want to maybe talk to your coach or your manager, I mean, about everything. And um, it's also hard to be as skilled a coach as a professional coach is. So the combination seemed to be a very, a very good thing. Yeah. And not at least fast growing SaaS companies. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of things happening. I mean, it's, uh, you have to have your people sort of feeling at their best and performing at the best in order for the organization to, to achieve their, all of their metrics so and goals in life. So uh, it's a very it's a very suitable thing for for SaaS, not not at least SaaS. Yeah, yeah, and and Thomas and I we also come from the world where you know uh, we've both both been exposed to these personality tests, and we've you know in our teams we've had them you know also go through these and I don't know what they're all called like uh, the Myers Briggs method and a bunch of other ones and then. We did it and you would end up being one of these 16 personalities or you get a color, red, blue, or whatever you are. And then we didn't do, do so much with it. <laughs> Is that the base also for your coaches? Do you do some kind of a personality match for the candidate that? Like, is, is it one of these common tests? And then we see like, okay, Josh here, he's red. Then I'm going to match him with a coach that's... <laughs> good with red people <laughs> yeah no not not really uh not but yeah a little bit but uh, we have sort of looked at all the different types of uh, there's a lot of research on behavioral analysis and we looked at a lot of them and then our our psychologists have a very very vast experience in behavioral analysis so we actually have developed our own behavioral analysis that are in line with the research that you see and talk about uh, the the colors that you talk about, like the disk analysis, we, we don't have that uh, ex exactly because it's a little bit of uh, simplification to say that someone is only red or only blue and things like that. But uh, in our point of view, like people have access to four types of behavioral styles and we use all of them, but we use them unequally sort of variating amounts uh, and that sort of combination of that defines our persona or our behavior analysis or behavior profile so when you onboard the platform uh, the clients do the behavior analysis and the coaches also do the same analysis and behind there is uh, it's a lot of uh, goody goody mathematics and things uh, calculating who is actually perfect match for who and then you get a list of about three to five coaches to, to choose between. And what are the main like uh, personas or um, or so that you have, or or is that is that a spoiler if you would say it? And for 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 SaaS companies, for tech companies, uh, like the leading behavioral profile is the what the one that we call detailed. Okay. And that you see more of in in, uh, in the tech industry, and that is. Focusing on processes, focusing on right or wrong, yes or no. Uh, it's a very sort of detailed behavioral style that you see there. Uh, and 
so that's that's really it's, it's something that's really sticking out as a leading persona or leading behavioral style. The, the detail is stronger in, within the tech industry. Yeah, is that also? I mean, there's a lot of entrepreneurs as well that maybe you wouldn't uh, see them as that detailed or i think that that part uh, represents more of the development or design or ux style i would say but uh, maybe it's looking at sort of the how you sort of um, popularize a company like the entrepreneurs are, are fewer so you see more of, of the detailed personas okay but it, it is important to to see to sort of make sure that you get a good balance in here because the, the driving trait uh, is often more decision making like okay it's better to make a decision and if it's wrong then we apologize and there you maybe have more of the entrepreneurial style yeah uh, so sort of a combination of these two is, is often a, a good idea. Right. So I'm curious then, based on what you just said here, uh, when you look at your, your tech companies and SaaS companies, all of these that you work with, mm-hmm. uh, who are the people within that organization that they first put on these coaching program? I get it. You want to democratize it. It's, it's technically for everyone, but I also assume they don't put the entire organization overnight. Where do they normally start? What type of people? Uh, it's a little bit, uh, the, the process for this can vary a little bit. For some organizations, the culture is very like psychologically safe. And like we have a lot of people sort of raising their hand and says, I really want to coach. It, it can also have to do with, with age in an organization. Like younger people are often more into like having a coach. It's, it, I don't want a, a regular course. I want something that's, personalized for me i want to coach right so uh but so it's it's not like this specific role but it more has to do with the personality i would say within the company maybe salespeople or marketing people or or the entrepreneurs the founders could start and then you see maybe developers that are a little bit more like i want to see what this is i want to sort of like the the, the like we talked about the detailed uh, personality traits are maybe a little more more, more uh, cautious to to sort of jump on the new things. They want to see proof that this really works. Right. Uh, so they join uh, maybe a little bit later. That makes sense. So how do you know that your organization and your people are ready for and have a need for external coaching? If they don't have and hear that from their own rank, so to say, if I don't have colleagues of mine that say, hey, Dan, I need coaching mm-hmm. as a CEO, as a management team, HR people, how do we know that now is the time? What are the signs? Yeah, I would say there's a, a, a number of signs, uh, more of sort of traits that you can see within the SaaS businesses that actually makes coaching a very, very good idea and has a number of reasons for, for example, like the the diversity of teams that you see in a SaaS company, uh, you have a lot of different uh, behavioral profiles. You have like product, you have development, sales, marketing, support. And if you compare that, for example, with a consultancy agency, they're much more homogenic or whatever you see, we call it. So it's uh, the, the diversity, it's, it's more demanding for a leader to actually keep everyone happy uh, with that type of sort of hail lots of types of different needs going on in the organization so that's one thing that we see very clearly when it comes to SaaS companies or tech companies that the diversity of personas within the group makes this uh, otherwise it's very hard to keep the group together yeah and also the 
like the global or the, the digital DNA that you see in a, in a SaaS company. You often have large ambitions from start. You have like, there's so many opportunities. The, the world is your market. So it means that often that part of your organization and, and your customers are, could be very far away. Yeah. Uh, so it's also harder to build a culture. You have to build a culture online, like in digital channels and things like that. And uh, for example, for, for Seabrain, uh, we're working really hard actually trying to prolong the, the culture into our digital channels. Uh, for example, in, in Slack, when we are slacking with each other, it's like, how do you prolong the, the culture that we have? Because it's often much more faster the way you communicate. So we actually take time to try and be a little bit more uh, how do you say evolving uh, using emojis to express your feelings and, and things like that to to just translate the culture into to digital right uh, so that is also one thing to to have in consideration why this why coaching is a good thing for for SaaS I say yeah also the the high growth which is part of a running SaaS business of course so it's it's easy for the leaders, as we have, we've seen, to, to just focus ahead and not really nurture what you already have because you're always focusing on, on the next step. Mm-hmm. And uh, nurturing the talent, it's, it's very important for like keeping talent, uh, building the culture, building the brands, attracting people to your business because talent retention is a, a new buzzword. Right. So, uh, so. It's, and it's also more efficient to actually grow the, co- the resource that you have and put them into place, use their strengths in more places. And I think the, the growth pace in society today is so super high and still people are saying that it will never be as slow again as it is right now. So it's important to see ourselves as evolvable, like being able to grow and the, the growth mindset that you get from coaching. Uh, it's like seeing the brain as a muscle that can be trained I mean, right. you can train your talents you can train your 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 drives yeah all right but but is everyone coachable uh i think like uh psychologically or whatever like brain wise yes everyone is coachable but a thing with coaching is that or a thing with change i would say is that you 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 need to want to uh, so when it comes to culture and in, in SaaS companies, uh, also I would say fast growing and building the psycho- psychological safety in the culture uh, makes it easier for people to to want to be coached. And uh, that makes it easier for you as a, an entrepreneur or a leader to actually tap into the potential that your, your co-workers have. Three ways to fail in sales. Brought to you by Memory. One, clog your pipeline. The fuller it is, the fuller you'll feel. Tip two, never use a plan. Predictability, eh, that's just boring. Three, forget the CRM. Probably sucks anyway. If you're ready to take control of your sales and make how you sell your competitive advantage, try Membrane for free today at Membrane.com. Listening to this, my mind goes to, if, if you've seen the show Billions, they have this yeah. fantastic lady, Wendy Rhodes. Wendy. Yeah. Wendy. And, and, you know, these stockbrokers, they go to, to Wendy. And I don't know if she's like a psychologist or a coach, whatever. But, like, they don't talk about, you know, how to find the next trade or the next big arbitrage. Like, they go and talk about their stresses and stuff. And somehow, when they're done with her... 
they feel like lions or lionesses and, and they can take on the world. So like everybody needs a, a Wendy Rhodes and not just a functional leader. Yeah. But that also makes me think, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. How does this work in reality? A functional leader needs a salesperson to be the best salesperson that person can be and to bring in revenue. That's the harsh reality. Mm -hmm. That person is there to bring in deals and revenue, dollars, euros, whatever that is. And if that person, this, the individual sales rep in this case, gets access to a coach, how does that triage work? Does the coach also interact with the functional leader to make that this coaching not only has effect on this individual's life, but also benefits the business. Yeah, of course, it's like it's uh, it's always a discussion of transparency, which is really crucial. So if you as a leader have something that you want your your coworker to bring to coaching, uh, then it's it's a really good thing to sort of be transparent with that and make sure that the, the your coworker understands this while. Talk, while talking to the coach in the next step and the same information can also be passed on to the coach of course like these are our values or the goals for this person uh, if you want to be really specific uh, so uh, because the if I mean the general research finding is that people that feel good mentally strong perform better so the equation is is quite clear uh, with how this actually sort of drives your your business and drives your ROI forward, uh, but of course you can you can have like the direct goals that you can sort of discuss with your with your coworker and bring that to your coach, and you can also see very clearly. I think that it's one thing to be a leader and says like, okay, this I want you to lift the the phone like ten times every thirty minutes or whatever that is, but. Also understanding as uh, as a human, like what are my strengths? How do I keep my motivation up when I get someone slamming the phone in my ear like 200 times a day? Uh, how do I keep myself motivated? How do I sort of know my limitations in order to stay clear from them and use my strengths in more ways? And how do I keep my energy going when uh, stress is high and stuff like that? So compare that with clear goals from your manager mm -hmm. and sort of bring the coach and actually fill up the self-insight, the self-leadership uh, makes for, for a really, really great formula, I would say. So are there different coaching methods or technique? How, how does it work in practice? What, what happens in the beginning, for instance? Yeah, the, the coaching is a methodology in itself. So it has a lot to do with, it's a very, very clear process. Like you, you, you have a key finding, like what do you want to talk about or what's important for you or are you? Uh, then you sort of try to to say, set a desired state for the individual. Say, where do you want to go? Where would you like to be? What would be sort of the best position for you? And then always trying to sort of get clear actions, clear behaviors. Okay, what can you do to actually move towards this desired state? And also bringing on insights as you go along. So that's sort of coaching very quickly uh, described. Um uh, so this is a methodology that we have also built into the technology. Of course, our coaches work with that, uh, with different types of, of experience that they have, but the platform also have coaching built in to the technology in that way. Yeah. All right. So what could it be? Let, let's say that I'm meeting a coach uh, and they are asking me, so what do you want to talk about? Maybe I, 
think about, well, I would like to be more focused or better at prioritizing or I want to be more present when I'm in meetings or what can it be? Uh, could it be that kind of stuff or is it usually other things that you focus on? Yeah, it, it could be that. It could be, it could be, I'm how, I, these are my, my strengths. How do I get more out of my, my driving forces? For example, how can I use them more? Okay. Or uh, I seem to sort of lose motivation. How can I keep motivation up? How can I sort of building the protection factors to be able to be more stress resilient? Okay. Uh, how can I handle stress in a better way? Stuff like that. And we also have, since we, we measure untapped potential in the platform, we look at four things. We look at self-insight, which is like the basis for all human growth and success. Understanding my strengths, understanding my limitations. Where do I want to go? Uh, and we look at um, what we call basic energy, which is basically the absence of harmful stress. How do I keep the harmful stress away so I can use the sound energy to use my strengths more? Okay. Uh, then we look at motivation. Motivation is very biological. It's uh, we are different humans, of course, but our brains are pretty much the same. So, uh, if you understand how motivation works, then you actually sit on a superpower because then you know what to ask for, what to look for, what to sort of motivate yourself to use to do more. And uh, also the fourth factor is self-leadership. All right. And all of these, like taking myself towards where I want to be. So all of these sort of stick together. And this is something that we've also built into the platform. And the coaches work with this with the clients. So they see their measurement. They see their behavior analysis. They see what they are training on with the digital coach in the platform. And then they sort of pick up from there if the client doesn't know what do I, what do we, should we talk about? What are my needs? Then yeah. the coach can truly help. I think you are selling this pretty well. Selling too much, maybe. No, it's 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 really interesting to listen to, and and uh, I'm thinking back at my own uh, life, so to say, and and uh, my own role as leaders and stuff. And uh, I mean this in the best possible way. Sometimes I have noticed, and I was probably the same when I was much younger, that people mix up my strengths my real strengths with what I actually want to do and want to be good at. Mm -hmm. Those two are not necessarily the same. And are, is that your experience as well? Do you see people that come in and say like, I want to uh, be do this and be better at this and that uh, and evolve here because this is where my strengths are. And then your coach or the psychologist or the, the survey, the test they do and say like, yeah, no, that's, that's not really where you're strong. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, like coaching is, yeah, it's, um, that has a lot to do with self insight. I would say like yeah. the first thing that you often see grows the fastest when people, uh, start working with coaching in, in the platform is that you see your, the, the, the understanding of the self. So you might have, a picture of yourself when you when you start with this that might shift yes during during the process uh, and you might think that the things are driving forces for you but maybe they're not they're just sort of ambitions in the way as you're talking about but uh, to drill down to that I think it's uh, I should have my my colleague our head coach Jessica here with me she would mm -hmm. be much more sort of she's actually the trained coach so you mentioned you have been doing this for 20 months now, right? Yeah. Uh, and you're reaching the um, the first, maybe really dream target with 1 million euros. So 
What else is in the future for your company? You mentioned moving a little bit more international, but but what else? What what is in your agenda for 2023 here? Uh, of course, uh, continuing on this journey. Like we have a vision of democratizing mental strength, which is really the vision for us. So continue to sort of get that out. Talking a lot about preventing uh, what we see in society today. And so with sick leaves and things like that. Uh, but also, as you said, growing the product into different market, moving zebra uh, into more markets. Uh, we're starting to try out now with the Nordic companies, whereas we sort of slim our funnel and understanding our funnel much better. So uh, Nordic countries coming up. So Do you also expand the feature set or is that in place and it's more about bringing this to market no we yeah we we are continuously growing the features and the platform depending on what we see and also like the, what the challenges are how do you get more people to use the platform even higher and uh, so we have a we have a very uh, a very long backlog and a very long roadmap uh, lots of things that we want to do with this platform and is there anything particular that you are looking for right now? More coaches, perhaps, or what may it be? Always more users, coaches, clients. Okay, yeah. Of course, they are the ones helping us build the platform in the best way. So, uh, super coaches and uh, organizations that really uh, believe in the coworkers as driving the product and the company forward as being the core. Uh, then I just have another question. I just realized that, and I, I wasn't sure if we asked you this. Can a coach be a coach to any functional role as long as the personality matches? So if I would be a coach mm -hmm. and your system would say like, well, Daniel is good at coaching people with X, Y characteristics, mm -hmm. regardless if they're in sales or development or whatever. Is that how it works? Or is it always like, Here's one coach, he or she is better at coaching salespeople. Yeah, we, we, don't, uh, we don't really uh, divert coaching in like exactly in that, in that role-specific way that you were talking about. It's more like what type of coach do I want? Do I want leadership? Do I want agile? Do I want stress? Do I want right. uh, co-workership and things like that? So it's more different types of, of coaching that we diverse the client they don't care about if you're a salesperson then i thought everybody cared about that S sales is life yeah but the coach is of course you can so you can choose the coach you can click in a number of boxes like this is what i want my coach to know yeah uh, or be skilled at and this is also the personality the behavioral match so we have both of them building the algorithm and a little bit of some other things as well but yeah what I, what I wanted to get to a little bit like you know if if somebody's listening to this and and they're considering going the coach route meaning like bringing coaches to lift up their staff and their organization yeah. is it a warning sign if, if they bump into a coach and says like i take on all, all personalities all functional roles i got it i think coaches are trained to to meet all types of personalities who are sort of very value free but uh, in my opinion matching via behavioral and matching through skills as well makes gives a better effect in a faster way uh, that is my belief or our belief so that is how we are building seabrain uh, so it's sometimes you i mean i've i've had super great coaches that i didn't get a behavioral match to but i had to sort of 
kiss a number before I found my perfect match. <laughs> Lots of frogs out there. <laughs> yeah, so it can be done, and there's a lot of, of very good coaches, but it's, uh, I think this is, a, for us, a better way to, to find the right coach much faster. Yeah, and, and in this digital platform, <clears throat> you know, if I get assigned a coach and after a few sessions, I, I don't feel it's right for me, can I just swipe uh, left or right? I don't... <laughs> I'm not on Tinder, so I don't know which way to swipe, but um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can change your coach, absolutely. Yeah, so I think uh, it's it's very easy, and that is something that might be harder analog in an analog world, so I, I don't really feel that I'm evolving with you, but mm. in a platform, it's just like, yeah, I, I'd like to, to change because we're not really moving forward, but most people seem to think that it's... So looking ahead here in, in our world, in the B2B SaaS world, do you think that everybody will have a Wendy Rhodes on their payroll, whether she is internal or external? Will everybody have a coach? Is that where we're going? Yeah, I hope so. That is where we are going anyway. Mm -hmm. I think it's, uh, that is uh, our ambition, our vision to, to make that possible. Uh, but to to have personally matched coaches and not just one Wendy, but Wendy for everyone. Right. Because uh, it can be done now. It hasn't been possible before. You heard it here first. One Wendy for everyone. Yes. Uh, to end off here, um, is there anyone that you would like to see on the show here? Who should we bring on? I would think it would be very interesting to maybe listen to someone from, from Slack, sort of uh, uh, connecting to what we talked about, uh, bringing your culture into your digital channels. Okay. I would really think it would be interesting to hear what they have to say about that and how they think when they develop their product. All right. And they're growing their company. Uh, right. So maybe that or someone from Team Taylor, which is a little bit in our sort of field, but doing a different thing. Yeah. That would also be interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, Slack would be great. Then we can put them in the hot chair and asking why they don't want to sponsor our Slack community. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, use that. Use that. Say that they can get a coach. Yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anna, this has been really great. I think we have learned a lot. And I think both we and a lot of people listening to this um, are, are quite uh, you know, curious about um, having this opportunity themselves as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. So thank you for being on the podcast and see you around. Thank you for having me. It's been uh, an adventure. <laughs> it, it was great. Very insightful. Thank you so much. Take care now. Thank you. Bye. All right, Daniel. What are your main takeaways from this session today? It's very interesting, this, this coaching concept. And uh, we try to be unbiased uh, here, but uh, in this case, I must say that I'm a firm believer of coaching that goes beyond the functional leadership you have access to. Mm. Because you want to evolve as a person. And I think sometimes that means that you have to look past and beyond your direct leader that might be a great marketing leader, sales leader, or whatever that is. Uh, not saying that uh, functional leaders cannot also be great coaches. No. I'm looking at myself. And I, I don't know <laughs> if it's enough to, to, uh, to look at TikTok clips of, uh, you know, these uh, inspirational personal development people. <laughs> I'm not sure it is. I think it's like there's a point in, in having it and then it done in a structured way. So, yeah. so f for me, I think uh, the biggest takeaway here is it was not linked to the actual individual that thinks he or she needs some coaching. It was more linked to 
the B2B SaaS companies and the leaders of, of those organizations that, you know, see your people almost the way you see your product and product development. You're continuously investing in the product and enhancing it and evolving it and so on. And you need to do the same thing with your people and making them a better marketeer and a better salesperson or a better engineer is one thing, but making them also, generally speaking, a better human being in the sense of managing stress, being more focused, whatever that coaching is focused on is going to be of great benefit to you, your organization, but most importantly to, to this individual. And, and that's why we're here sometimes as employees. We have to remember that we're just a small part of these people's journey. They will at some point leave us and continue. And we want to make sure that we equip them the best way we can. So for as long as we get the pleasure to have them on our end, they can produce and deliver and be happy and so on. But also when they decide to take their talent elsewhere, we give them the best foundation to, to, to do that. Does that make sense? That was a long takeaway. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Thomas? What are you taking away from the session? Well, I think it's interesting how you can be disruptive and digitize um, these analog uh, different uh, industries or businesses. And in this case, provide more value when it comes to, you know, things like matchmaking, things like analysis, um, documentation, giving them, easier to um, also be more agile when it comes to what's a good fit, what's a good coach for you. So um, I don't think, for my own sake, I don't see that I would now, especially in post-COVID times, take the time to go and meet someone uh, at an office and um, as a coach. So I think Doing this digital is a really good idea and there is probably other types of businesses that you also can do in this way and and of course we're doing the, the health thing and so on but there is probably some business ideas uh, up for grabs out there as well. Do it. Awesome. No, this was this was very in insightful and, and here here is actually if you want to follow this, Anna was so generous to offer myself and Thomas yep. a little bit of a coaching access yes so um if you see a big evolution in uh in thomas and daniel here suddenly you find like wow they're much more zen they seem much more <laughs> clever and so on maybe it's because of the coaching yeah and i think we will come back because we're at least gonna do a trial trial session and we'll come back and and in some way uh, tell you what what it was like um, all right so that's it for the episode today. Uh, really happy to have you with us. I, I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, also, I hope that you enjoy the content that we're publishing on the SAS Nordic website. You might have seen it, you might have not seen it, but we, our fantastic community is contributing with a lot of thought leadership articles and we have some really good stuff there. So I encourage you to check it out. Also, as Daniel said before, if you have any ideas, topics, or people that you would like to have on the show, just reach out. Or if you have any other feedback on the all kinds of stuff that we are uh, about here at SAS Nordic, we would love to hear from you. But besides that, um, hope to see you in a few days again, when we will present another topic, another guest, and another episode of the SAS Nordic podcast. See you around. There you go. Take care.